Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Bod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I am Andy. I am Bruce. And uh, we got a special one for you here today. We, uh, after last week's uh, deck tale, we started to realize, hey, we're starting to run out of decks to talk about. So uh, we figured, you know what? Let's build one. And then when we come back to this part next season, maybe we'll revisit it. So we figured we'd build a deck here. Yeah. Bruce, yeah. Um, this was your idea. <clears throat> you did this to us. Yes, um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Tell me. Part of the reason I did this was because I started working on a deck and decided, you know what, this would be so much easier if I could you know, bounce ideas off of somebody else. Um, because you know you get you find yourself going down a path and sometimes you just need somebody else there to say no no that that's just no good or somebody <laughs> who's just gonna say "Ooh, i really like that idea definitely we should be putting that in the deck um so we want wanted something like that and then thought why can't we do this on air um you know why can't we do this as a as part of the podcast because um I mean, so many times we hear about people and wonder about how they how they actually build their decks. And it's one thing for somebody to tell you how they do it. It's quite another thing for you to actually sit in and and uh, get to listen in on on how we on how we go about building it ourselves. So um, that was sort of the idea, and uh, we're gonna give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah, let's let's. This is gonna be a long one, so uh, let's introduce our commander. Sure. So the commander we're going to build build around for this one is Brina, the Demagogue. Uh, Brina costs one white and a black. She's a bird warlock, uh, a 1-3 flying creature. And the text reads, whenever a player attacks one of your opponents, if that opponent has more life than another of your opponents, that attacking player draws a card, and you put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. Now, odds are... You have no idea what that says because everybody who reads this card, and I mean has the card in front of them and reads it, still has to read it a couple of times to really understand what's being said here. But what it comes down to is if any player attacks one of your opponents and that opponent happens to have less life than any one of your other opponents, the player who attacks gets to draw a card, and that could be you or one of your other opponents, and every single time that happens, so whenever your opponents do it, or you do it, then you get to put two plus one plus one counters on a creature you control. That's basically yeah. sums up Brina. Yeah. The way I see it, it's kind of like an inverse of, uh, or not really an inverse, but like a cooperative version of Dethrone. Where Dethrone is just, if you're attacking the person with the highest life total, you get this benefit. This is, if you're not attacking the person with the lowest life total, you get a benefit. Um, and it doesn't even take you into a consideration, which right. is cool too. Exactly. And with Dethrone, at some point, there's always a person who can't, who, for whom Dethrone really doesn't work. Because they're, they they're the ones with highest life mm. total. Whereas with Brina... It's just don't attack the person with the lowest life total. So if right. if you Andy, so if you have forty, and Breen is my commander, you can swing it. You can swing at somebody who has twenty life, as long as the other opponent has nineteen. That's all. That's the total requirement. Um, and as long as you're not swinging at me, my thought with with Brina was that there's a certain amount of politics here because 
It's encouraging your opponents to swing at other opponents. And getting to draw a card is generally a pretty big draw. I mean, if you look at, uh, if you look at the Monarch, people are willing to attack the Monarch just to get that card draw on the end <laughs> step. So with Brina, you can get that card draw and you don't become the Monarch, meaning you are not suddenly the target for the next player. Because I know there's plenty of times with the Monarch where I look at who the next player is and think to myself, well, if I'm the Monarch, they're going to swing at me for, you know, because they have a massive creature that can get through and I'm going to take a ton of damage. So maybe it's better for me to not be the Monarch. Let that big massive creature go pound somebody else. And, you know, and I'll just survive. Brina doesn't have that restriction. If If you want the card... Swing at some, swing at the person, and fulfill the, the requirements. And honestly, I mean, if you hit, if you hit the person hard enough, you might be the one of the opponents that has, you know, not the lowest life total. Right. Um, right. But um, the the cool thing about this too is that you don't need to connect. All you have to do is just attack. Right. So you send your one one token at whoever. You draw your card. Maybe your token dies. Maybe you don't do any damage. Maybe it's maybe it's just a split. So your creature swings in and it doesn't die, and their creature blocks and it doesn't die. So nothing happens other than you get to draw a card, and uh, and me as the controller of Brina gets a couple of plus one plus one counters that I get to put on one of my creatures. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of Brina, and I didn't think Brina was super overpowered because in essence you're giving card draws to opponents, and that's rarely a good thing. But I wanted to give it a shot and see what uh, see how it looked. And I will say that Andy and I are going to make some efforts to try and not simply repeat the 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 um, EDH rec page. Yes, and, or the or the precon. Right, or the precon specifically. So I've I've tried to find cards that are beyond that that are that are outside that realm. So um, yeah, uh, where where do you start with a deck like this? So. When I start with a commander like this, I just I, I like to look at the commander itself because mm-hmm. so much of what I do is I build around the commander, which uh, I understand can be a fault in itself. If your entire deck revolves around the commander, then the, your opponent just has to keep it off the battlefield and you're kind of hosed. But um, I always try and find, uh, find cards that somehow work better with Brina around. Um, so with every commander, I just sort of generally look at what they do and try and make some decisions based on that. So, so like in this case, we've got a commander that will draw me cards. So normally in a deck, I might look at trying to have 10 cards out of the 100 that, that somehow draw me a card, whether it's repeatable or one time. I generally look and try and find about 10 cards that do that since... Brina does that, and Brina only costs three to get out. It's something I should be able to get out fairly early. Um, so I'll look at some cards that do card draw, but I, I don't think I'm going to need the full ten. I think I'm looking at closer to seven or seven or even six cards that that will help draw cards instead. And then we can look at um, either cards that encourage opponents to, you know, continuing the theme, find cards that encourage my opponents to attack elsewhere, and. If I'm looking at all of these plus one plus one counters, I'm definitely going to want a deck that has a, a higher creature count. Mm. And ideally, I think I'd like to find creatures that are going to benefit from these counters. 
That's fair. Um, um, so I don't know if you yeah. want to start that way, or, or do you want to start with a mana base, or um, or do we just start spitting out cards as we as we think of them? Like where where my mind went first yeah. was what benefits from having plus one plus one counters on it. Okay. So um, obviously creatures, um, and I've been dealing with a lot of decks lately that have it generally in green, obviously. But yeah. A lot of black as well, uh, that it's either, you know, modified creatures are X. And usually that's in green because from Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty. But um, there are also a bunch of that care about, you know, cards with their creatures with plus one, plus one counters on them or creatures with counters on them, you know, have trample or something. Again, mostly green. So it was tough for me to kind of get back into that mindset i haven't really built a deck around counters uh i haven't built a deck in you know a couple months well okay Uh, so let's just go right where right with what you started with i mean right off the bat abzan battle priest okay uh abzan battle priest is uh a four mana three two creature without last and outlast is one is one white so the outlast is tap put a plus and plus one counter on this creature Outlast only as a sorcery. More importantly, though, it says each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has lifelink, which means that most of my creatures will likely end up with lifelink. So that seemed like as good a place as any to get started. So yeah. And then following along that same theme, Abzan Falconer. Um, Whoa. It's uh, each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has flying. It it adds adds on and just keeps looking at that sort of thing. Um, it's brilliant. I like. I was having the hardest time trying to figure out the like, the search terms for Scryfall, but that makes so much more sense. Right, and if you follow along those same search terms, uh, Anok Bondkin. That's A I N O K, Bondkin. Um, another Outlast creature. It says each creature you control the plus and plus one counter on it has first strike. Um, ah, brilliant. Right, and that one's uh, that one's a common, so it's not even. Mm. It shouldn't be that difficult to find. So. Uh, that's sort of where I went to start. Yeah, that's that that makes a lot of sense. And because I couldn't find anything, like because I was having a hard time on Scryfall just figuring out the wording for these search terms, um, I found a bunch of cards that cared about either the power or the toughness, where it was like, oh, right. when this dies, do something with the power okay. or toughness or vice versa. So like, um, I've got uh, Paladin of Atonement, Paladin of Atonement is a uh, two-mana 1-1, one, one. so one and a white for a 1-1 one, one Vampire Knight at the beginning of each upkeep. If you lost life last turn, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Paladin of Atonement. When Paladin, Paladin of Atonement dies, you gain life equal to its toughness. So uh. Uh, not, like, super, like, it, it's a bit contrary to, you know, the the commander that wants people to attack elsewhere but eventually people are going to attack you eventually you are going to lose life it, whether it's because people are attacking you or you're paying life for something or you know there's there's so many reasons you'd lose life um i think that the card it it ties in with the political aspect um mm-hmm. it, you know it, once again you're discouraging people from swinging your way uh, following along that line uh one of your favorite oh, yeah. one yeah, of your favorite cards uh nadir mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Nadir, Agent of Duskenel. Yeah. Um, those who don't know, Nadir, Agent of the Duskenel, is five and a black. 
So six mana for a three three. Whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Uh, when it leaves the battlefield, create a number of one one green elf warrior creature tokens equal to its power. Um, so like both of these cards, uh, they don't generate like it's not like they specifically care about counters. Um, but they're things to keep an eye out for because you'll be adding counters to your creatures throughout the game anyway. Um, you know, the Paladin yeah. does make its own counters, which is nice. But you don't actually have to lose life to get counters on it because of Brina. Uh, right. With Nadir, uh, kind of the same thing. You don't necessarily have to worry about tokens leaving the battlefield to get plus one, plus one counters on it because Brina will be giving it plus one, plus one counters. Right. But the thing with both of these is that, like, plus one, plus one counters will be making these creatures bigger and bigger so that when they do leave, you get that ultimate uh, utility value out of it. Right. Uh, so. Um, um, to finish off the uh, Outlast cards, uh, mm-hmm. Murek Nightblade, M-E-R dash E-K. Ah, okay. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, each creature you control with a plus plus encounter on it has death touch. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, and I think that was the last of the Outlast ones that I had. Amazing. Kind of along uh, similar lines to kind of uh, with, with Nadir and the Paladin specifically. Um, and I guess really any of these that you're going to put a punch of plus one plus one encounters on. I've got Bushmeat Poacher. Uh, don't laugh. What it's called. Uh, it's a two-four for uh, three and a, three and a black. It's a human soldier, and it says for one and tap, sacrifice another creature. Colon, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. Draw a card. So say you know Nadir gets up to a nine-nine or something. Right. You know it's got a bunch of plus one plus one counters on it. You tap. You pay one, tap, and sack it. Uh, you get all the the one-one elf. Things, yes. the green elf warriors, uh, but you also gain nine life and draw a card because of this. Right. Very nice. Yeah, I I really like finding little things like that where it's uh, you know it's it's card draw, it's life gain, uh, it's it's proccing your your little engines that you've already like set into place. Um, it's it's a fun little card. Very nice. Um, I've got a few other cards along that line, but I'm gonna shift a little bit um and we'll go with the obvious one here uh cauldron of souls uh cauldron of souls is a five mana artifact uh, and it taps and it says choose any number of target creatures each of those creatures gains persist until the end of the turn and persist is when it dies if when the creature dies if it had no minus one minus one counters on it return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a minus one minus one counter on it and then Brina comes along and puts two plus one plus one counters on the creature. So you lose one of your plus one plus one counters, gets rid of the minus one minus one counter. Your creature is a net plus one plus one. And you can tap Cauldron of Souls to give it persist again if need be. Um, I think with a card like Brina, this is a great way to keep the sort of keep the loop going. Um, and I, I, I think it's a, it's a given for the deck. Um, it also means that you're likely going to take those first two plus one plus one counters and put them on Brina, Brina herself. Um, mm. I mean, a, you know, a three five is not a big deal, but uh, a three five that 
you know, when it dies, you can give it persist so it just comes right back out with a plus one, plus one counter, or it comes right back out, and then immediately when you get the, ne the next opportunity, you put the two plus one, plus one counters on it so that you're never having to pay the, the commander tax. So, um, so I really like the idea of Cauldron of Souls. Oh, for sure. Um, um, and I will say there's also another card. It's called Cauldron Haze. Can't remember if it's a sorcery or an instant, but it essentially does the same thing as Cauldron of Souls, but it's a one-time shot. Cauldron Haze. Cauldron Haze is an instant for one, go. and uh, Orzov uh, hybrid mana. Yeah. It says, choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until end of turn. Um, yeah. I mean, that is definitely, you know, a redundant thing, which is great. Especially if, you know, say you use the cauldron on somebody's turn and the next turn somebody tries to kill it again, you've got the cauldron haze to help out. Um, something I would also consider putting in this deck that I don't know if I would because there's going to be a lot of black creatures uh, is, uh, what is it? S uh, the, the Scarecrow. Okay. Uh, and it gives things persist. Antler Skulkin. There Ooh, we go. yes. An An Antler Skulkin is a 5-mana 3-3, three, three, uh, and for 2, target white creature gains persist till end of turn. Nice. Um, I don't know if you'd want to consider putting this in the deck, if only because it only targets white creatures. Um, and you're going to have black creatures, but like not having <laughs> the Skulkin could also be dangerous i don't know i i think you put the skulkin in even if it's even if you're only going to use it for brina um, oh that's true and yeah. that that by itself should be good um but what the skulkin and the cauldron of souls and the cauldron haze all tell me is uh we should be looking at creatures that already have persist and deciding mm. if there's any of those that we want to see um i went taking i went and took a peek and yeah. uh, Kifkin Spell Duster. It's a five mana flying creature. It's a two three. But most importantly, it says for one and a white, you sacrifice it to destroy target enchantment. And it already has persist. So you can just sack it to destroy the enchantment. It persists, comes back with a minus one, minus one counter on it. And then use Brina to make it into a to give it the plus two and make it into uh well make it into whatever it doesn't matter you're getting rid of the minus one minus one counter and then you can sack it again so it gives you a, a repeatable enchantment removal uh spell for sure um i mean i guess if we're going with persist then uh might as well put in puppeteer clake uh oh absolutely th three black black for a three two with flying which you know overall unimpressive uh, it's got persist, which is fine, uh, but I mean, like, even if you're just putting plus one plus one counters on a flyer, that's great. Yeah, because it'll just be big and hard to block. Definitely. Uh, but it says when it enters the battlefield, put target creature from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. The beginning of your next end step, exile it. Uh, so you're essentially exiling things from your opponent's graveyards, which is good. You want that graveyard hate need more of it right uh but um it's it's taking a few more steps uh and you're getting some value out of it 
especially if you kind of recur it over and over and over again. So Andy, I know I. This is a bit of a, a flight here, you know, a flight of fancy, because my brain's going all over the place. Um, something to throw in, and then we can come right back to the counters. Bajukabog, because you said you just finished saying that you know we need ways to control <laughs> yes. the graveyard. We're in black. Uh, uh, to me, especially in a two-color deck that includes black, you should run Bajukabog and uh, just you know. Use that as use that as a default, unless you've got a reason to not have Bajukabog. For sure, of course, Temple of the False God. Right. If we're if we're already in lands, got to put it in there. Right. Um, I recommend using the Scourge version of Temple of the False God if you have the choice. Um, and if you need one, let me know. I, I may have fifty or so. <laughs> um, kind of along with Persist, um, yeah. a card that I found uh, out of Battle Bond. Um, which I don't know if it, it uh, came out otherwise. Um, it's called Together Forever. Uh, okay. It's, it's an enchantment for white, white. Um, oh, yep. Uh, Battle Bond was the first printing. Uh, it says, when it enters the battlefield, support two. Put a plus one, plus one counter on, of, uh, on each of up to two target creatures. So it could be yours, could be anybody's. You figure it out. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh, it's got it's got an activated ability where you pay one. Uh, choose target creature with a counter on it. When that creature dies this turn, return that card to its owner's hand. So, if you want to help somebody out, that's why you would put plus one plus one counter on somebody else's creature. But you can obviously the the more common case use of this would be to do it on your own creatures. Uh, yeah, it's just a great little, right. great little now, thing. And just to be clear, Together Forever lets you put those those counters on any creature. Brina says you have to put it on your creatures. So mm. just keep that in mind. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, Together Forever is a card you're mostly going to use on your own creatures as they're about to die. Just so that you mm. get it in hand and play it right back out. So... Um, I can see this also being real helpful with Brina, just so you don't have to pay commander tax. So, um, what other ones was there? Uh, I had another one here, Alharu, Solemn Ritualist. Okay. Um, it's a five mana three three, and it says when Alharu, Solemn Ritualist enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to two other target creatures. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's get to the real stuff. Uh, whenever a non-token creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it dies, create a one one white spirit creature token with flying. Now this card also has partner, but that's neither here nor there. I'm I picked it solely because whenever one of my non-token creature dies, I get a one one white spirit creature token with flying. So right off the bat, I'm getting a one one flyer that can chump block or next turn become a three three flyer that can. Uh, that suddenly becomes a lot more painful than just a merely one, a mere one one white spirit creature token. Um, so mm. I got a kick out of that one. Yeah, no, this is sweet. I like. Uh, I like. I, I mean, kind of in line with Nadir. I like just being able to make tokens out of things dying. Um, I mean, you know, for the longest time, my my my. My favorite deck was was Tesa, so like you know, 
using dying triggers is a thing that I immediately go toward whenever making a deck, and this this fits right in that. Um, right. Um, oh, um, in addition to Nadir, another mm-hmm. card that plays a lot like Nadir is Boss's Chauffeur. Uh, it's five mana. It's four and a white. For a zero zero creature, it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus one counter on it equal to the number of other creatures you control. And it has alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on boss's chauffeur. Uh, oh, very nice. When boss's chauffeur dies, create a one one green and white citizen creature token for each plus one plus one counter on it. So, um, like I said, it plays a lot like Nadir in that aspect. So. Yeah. I'd say. <laughs> um, that, no, that's great. Um, that's surprising. I like that. I yeah. like that it's, um, you know, it it keeps up with as many creatures as you have on the board um, rather than just, like, doing the one-time plus-one counters and you want to get the most value out of it. Like, you don't have to worry. You just put it on the board and then you'll get more later. Um, um, a... a a lot of what I try to do when I'm, I'm looking at, um, or when I'm making new decks is look at a lot of the newer sets, or a lot of the sets that I like really enjoy. Uh, so okay. the, the D&D sets and, sure. um, you know, uh, the Commander Legends sets. Um, and so a card that I came across, uh, because I usually just put into Scryfall, like, oh, these are the... the the uh, the sets that I want to look at a card that I came across is called Iron Mastiff. It's a four mana artifact creature dog for a four four, and it says whenever Iron Mastiff attacks, roll a d twenty, which I love. I love that already. Right. <laughs> uh, roll a d twenty for for each player being attacked, and ignore all but the highest roll. So it encourages you to attack, you know, more than just the one person, um, and uh, then. If you just roll, or I mean, if you just attack one person, then you just roll one die, and you just have a higher chance of it being a lower thing. But even so, one to nine, Iron Mastiff deals damage equal to its power to you. So you have uh, less than a 50-50 chance of doing of doing that, but, you know, maybe you get four damage taken. Uh, Ten to nineteen, um, which is actually 50 50 uh it's it's 10 of them uh iron mastiff deals damage equal to its power to defending player and then 20 iron mastiff deals damage equal to its power to each opponent so i mean this gets really exciting this gets really exciting uh considering the context of this deck is putting plus ones on everything so right. you're not just dealing four to you know yourself or your opponent, or you know just dealing four to all of your opponents. You're dealing you know six, eight, ten. Like you're dealing a lot of damage on attack, and that's before blocks. It's I'd love to say it's amazing, but it could backfire, and that's just what I love. Right. So um, I uh, will say so with Brina. If I'm reading Brina correctly, if if I attack all three of my opponents, then I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get to draw two cards. Yes. Because 
I don't get a card for attacking the opponent with the lowest life total, but I will get a card for ac- attacking each of the others. So I'll get two cards. And then... As long as none of them have... I mean, as long as none of them are tied for the bottom life total, yeah, that should right. be... Right, so you'll get extra cards. Um, and you'll also get two instances of two plus one plus one counters on a creature. So remember, all of this happens when you attack. So yeah. this is before damage. So <laughs> you then... So if you swing at... Even if you only swing at, the, say, the two opponents that have the higher life total, you're getting four plus one plus one counters that you can then put on any one of your creatures preferably the one you're pretty sure is going to get through or maybe it's the one you want to make sure doesn't die or whatever um it's you know that's a pretty significant boost um to your creatures i like the idea i like that idea Mm. so um um, so yeah iron master that sounds cool uh and you know what if you know if just under half the time i lose life uh you know as long as it's even, then we're fine. Right. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of other ways in this deck that I'm sure will find ways to gain life again. Besides, yeah. Andy, I've proven over and over again with the number of lottery tickets that I've bought. I don't, I don't need to know what the odds are. Yeah. I, I mean, think- you know, the odds are now that uh, you'll just win every time. So Right. It just... Yeah. Um. My next card kind of goes in this, you know, wants high power toughness type category as well. Uh, it's called Doomweaver. Uh, it's a six mana, four black black uh, for a one eight. It's a spider horror. It's got reach, of course. Uh, and then it has Soulbound, which for those who don't know, it says uh, Soulbound says you may pair this creature with another unpaired creature when either enters the battlefield. Uh, so either this or if you don't have a creature out. Uh, and this is on the battlefield a creature comes out you can soulbound them uh, and then uh, they remain paired for as long as you control both of them nice so uh, if you know the other creature dies and then you put out a new one you can soulbind those two sure Uh, as long as doomweaver is paired with another creature each of those creatures has when this creature dies draw cards equal to its power so obviously this is a card draw engine in this deck where uh, if you put a lot of plus one, plus one counters on, you get to draw a lot of cards when it dies. Sounds good. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I have never seen this card until doing this, and I was very surprised and happy with uh, where where it just kept adding uh, adding text. I was like, yep. yeah, okay, okay, uh-huh, wow, oh... Sure, it's a 1-8, so if it dies while it's soulbound, you're only going to draw one card. But ideally, you're putting plus one, plus one counters on it. So, um, yeah. Now, I know that we're getting close to a break here. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to do one more card before we, before we jump on the break, because um, all of this we've been talking about, a lot of plus one, plus one counters on creatures. And, of course, we all know... Uh, you get all those beautiful counters on your creatures and then somebody rasps the board and it's like, oh, good, I get to start all over again. Well, let's go straight to it. Let's get the Oz- the Ozolith out there because, uh, I mean, come <laughs> on. Uh, nothing nothing says recovery from a wrath quite like the Ozolith. 
So, oh yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we added that to the mix before we headed out for the break. Oh, for sure. The Ozolith, for those who don't know, it's a one mana legendary artifact. Uh, whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, it doesn't have to die, doesn't have to be there. It can be exiled, it can be bounced, whatever. When it leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith at the beginning of combat on your turn. If the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. So no splitting it up. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Uh, desperately needs a reprinting because it's up to $30. Yeah. It's stupid. Um, but <laughs> we want it. It should go in this deck. And as, oh, it, as sure. it so happens, I might have one of them uh, actually sitting on top of my card catalog right now, ready to go into this deck. So the Ozolith for sure. Fancy, fancy. All right. Like you said, we got to take it to break. Uh, and when we get back, we'll be, uh, we'll be talking about the other parts of this deck uh, as we build it. I mean, yeah. Stick around. You'll see. This episode of Temple of Fallspot is brought to you by Brina, the demigod. Because nothing screams Oprah like Brina, the demigod. You draw a card, and you draw a card, and you draw a card. Brina, the demigod. And now back to you. Hey, we're back. Um, wow, we... Uh, this this deck man is, is coming along i think it's i think it's fitting that brina is is the one we decided to do as we're doing this very very together like it's a like a cooperative experience it's great yeah uh it's very f- fitting flavorfully um but it <laughs> looking at the time it uh it's making me realize that uh this is gonna be a two-parter this is gonna be our first two-parter i think so um and uh so I'll tell you I'll tell you what's gonna happen, both you and the audience. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna keep working on uh, the the meat of this deck, the the special character of it, uh, and then we'll come back in a couple weeks and we'll talk about how to round out the deck uh, with regards to Brina, with it being very specific to our commander. Sounds good. Cool. Um, you mentioned uh, you mentioned theme, mm-hmm. and you mentioned the char- and you mentioned character, um, and I thought Sen's tactician, uh, just even the name alone, sort of fits in with the whole idea of the political aspect of it. Uh, Sen's tactician is a one mana one one. Uh, you can spend one and tap it to put a plus one plus one counter on target soldier creature. Uh, don't even know if we have any of those in the deck, so not worried about that part. It's each creature you control <laughs> with a plus one plus one counter on it can block an additional creature. So each Ooh, of your creatures that's can nice. now block two. Um, so I thought that was a an interesting throw, an interesting card to throw into the mix. Um, that's that's real nice. Um, I I also during the break found this cool card. Uh, that kind of is in the long, along the lines of counters matters. Yeah. But also along the lines of Brina's like political thing. Um, and I think that it uh, is nice because it just adds more text to Brina, but it's not an aura. 
but it is an enchantment. The background is called Noble Heritage. We've talked about this on the show before, I'm sure. Uh, it's one yeah. in the white for legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures, so Brina, you own, have when this creature enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control, uh, which also includes yourself. Uh, for each opponent who does, you gain protection from that player until your next turn, uh, which is awesome because when Brina comes out, you get plus one. You get to give out, or people get to take their plus one plus one counters as they wish, and then they're going to be attacking elsewhere anyway, and then comes back to your turn and it happens again. Um, it also says in parentheses, you can't be targeted, dealt damage, or enchanted by anything controlled by that player. Nice. Uh, you can't, but your creatures can. So yes. beware of that. Uh, but it's it's cool too because you get your you get plus one plus one counters out of this, and uh, it's just it's it's a great great little card. Um, noble heritage, very definitely. Um, I'm going to give you another card. Actually, I'm going to give you another group of cards that uh, will really enjoy seeing noble heritage come around. Um, I'm thinking about Triskelion. So, okay, uh, yeah. Triskelion uh, is a six mana one one creature, and it enters the battlefield with three plus and plus one counters on it. Now, this is an old creature, so they thought this was fair because they were scared to death of creatures back then. Uh, obviously, that's not really that particularly good now, but more importantly, with Triskelion, it's remove a plus one plus one counter from Triskelion. It deals one damage to a creature or to target or to any target. Sorry, that's the Oracle text. So you can target the uh, Planeswalkers. Um, obviously, piling you know you can pile on plus one plus one counters from Brina onto Triskelion and just use it as a way to hit those creatures that just won't block or the creatures you want to mm. get rid of if you want to do it by damage. Um, following along that line. I'm not going to spend any more time on this, but Hangerback Walker does pretty much the same thing. Um, and I think, what was the other one here? Arcbound Javelinier, uh, also much the same, but that one's a modular one. Uh, creature mm. enters with a plus one plus one counter on it. When it dies, you can move its counter onto target artifact creature, but its ability is tap, remove X plus one plus one counters from the Javelinier. It deals X damage to target attacking or blocking creature. So it's a little more specific, but um, it's certainly an option that you can, um, uh, that you can run there. Yeah. Along the same lines, you obviously have Walking Ballista. Um, and, yeah. oh, what was the other one? Um, Pentavis, of course. Yes. Can't forget Pentavis. Uh, Pentavis, for those who don't know, it's a seven mana artifact creature construct. Uh, it's a zero zero, you know, on on cost it makes sense. Uh, it enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it, uh, and for one, remove a plus one plus one counter, create a uh, one one colorless pentavite artifact creature token with flying, uh, and then one sacrifice a pentavite, put a plus one plus one counter back on pentavis. So, uh, you know, if you're dealing with plus one plus one counters, might as well just kind of like. You know, you, you make little blockers, chump blockers, uh, and really never have to worry about Pentavis going down too much. So, right. Um, 
And for uh, those of you who are as old school as I am, uh, not only is there Pentavus, but there's also Tetravus, which is much oh, the yes. same thing, uh, but it enters with three plus one plus one counters and does a lot of the same same style of things. So um, it's weird that they call it Tetravus then. Uh, yeah, Tetra Tetra being four, right? So I guess being four because because it becomes a four four, I guess. Oh yeah, maybe. So uh, oh, and it is the fourth one. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, or, that makes uh, sense because you remove the three counters and you create uh, what are they? Tetravite uh, artifact creature tokens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's just another group of cards that really wants you to pile the tokens onto just them, and then you can use uh, you can use them as like. Well, uh, I mean, it it just comes down to you know who are you attacking. Because you can, yeah. you can, you know, if you turn the, uh, if you make the one the the Tetravis into a bunch of one ones, then when you swing those one ones, you can swing them at a number of opponents, or maybe you're trying to get around one big creature, so you create a lot of one ones, or you just leave it as one big creature that can't be stopped. So, whatever you know, whatever your reasoning. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, another group that I was thinking about. Um, the other one, obviously, if I mentioned uh, Arcbound Javelinier, uh, pretty much all modular creatures can kind of tie into this. Um, they sort of do the a mini copy of the Ozolith. Um, the trick with the, uh, with the modular creatures is you can only put the counters onto another artifact creature. So um, and we've got a few of those, but not all of them are artifact creatures. So you may find yourself in a situation where that modular isn't going to work for you the way you'd hoped it would. But, um, uh, but it's certainly Too something bad. we something we can <laughs> think about. Um, yeah. And I think that you know, when we start to shrink the deck down to size, if we find we just don't have that number of artifact creatures, we just dump it. Or we yeah. can, you know, we can dump the modular cards, um, and you know, just sort of go from there. Yeah, um, I guess uh, you know we've we've got time for a few more cards each. Um, my next card uh, that I that I was like I I want to find a place for this card. I I've always wanted to find a place for this card, uh, and I think it works really well in this deck if we end up finding a way to make a lot of mana. Okay. Uh, it's Evra, Halcyon Witness. It's uh, four white-white, so six mana, for a 4-4. Four, four, legendary creature, Avatar. Uh, it's from Dominaria, uh, the, the the Dominaria set from 2018. Yeah. Um, it's a, it has Lifelink, which is always great in this deck, mm-hmm. especially, you know, uh, with Iron Mastiff on the board. Uh, and for four mana, four generic mana... You can exchange your life total with Evra Halcyon Witness's power. Uh, so you're, you know, say you're at 23. Uh, you pay four. Your life becomes four. But Evra's becomes 23. Uh, base. Um, now, if it's got plus one, plus one counters on it, uh, say it's got two plus one, plus one counters on it. You know, uh, your life is 23. Its base is four. Your life now becomes six because the plus two, right. the two plus one counters on it. So it's a six six. Um, 
and then it becomes a 23, well, plus 2, 25. Um, and so, like, if you just have a lot of mana, you can switch it back and forth, taking it up a couple each time because you'll be switching Because out. of the counters, yeah. Because of the counters. Um, so if you can now, get if you get enough counters on it, then with 8 mana, you can flip-flip and just gain the amount of life equal to the counters, right? Right. Okay. And obviously, if you're attacking... Then yeah, you know, you're you're only supporting it more and more. Uh, now the dangerous thing here is uh, it only has four power. I mean four toughness. So uh, the great thing with plus one plus one counter is that they bring it up together. But just be aware and be careful <laughs> uh, to not just you know screwing yourself over. So what you're saying so, is don't swing with Evra and the Iron Mastiff at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. When your life totals at four, some close encounters on it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be intense. Um, that would be quite along a bit. the same lines. Along the same lines too, I've got Mask of Grizzlebrand. Um, this is one of my favorites from lately. Uh, it's it's an equipment. Uh, it's from Midnight Hunt. Uh, it's one black black uh, legendary artifact equipment. Uh, equip three, so it's it's a lot to a lot to get there. Uh, it's either two turns or you need six mana. Uh, equipped creature has flying and lifelink, which is mm-hmm. always great. <laughs> uh, evasion to not get blocked and die. Lifelink to gain you life. Uh, whenever equipped creature dies, you may pay X life, where X is its power. If you do draw X cards, so obviously it gets up there. But it'll hopefully get new life before it dies. So you don't really have to to worry too much about the life you're paying. But if you've got a bunch of plus one, plus one counters on it, it draws you like a butt ton of cards. And it's a may, so you don't even have to do it. Like if you're worried worried about your life total, then don't do it. But it's either all or nothing on this one. It's not. Well, I mean, the thing is, you swing it in. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put it on a put it on a three three creature, you swing in. Now, the creature has flying and life link, so it's going to do three. So, the, if the creature does three damage, you gain three life. And if the creature dies, well, then you can spend the life you just gained. Exactly. And then draw the cards. So your net is draw three cards. Um, you're going to take that every time. Oh, absolutely. Because and I'm, hopefully either you've gotten in for damage or you killed something along the way. Right. So, I mean, you just have to, you know, because, I mean, you, 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 wanna, you definitely want to take advantage of this one. Um, I actually was, Ma- Mask of Grizzlebrand was one that I was thinking about as well, and I, I, like, the, uh, I like the idea of that one. Um, yeah, me too. How about Una's Blackguard? It's another one of the Ooh, plus one, yes. plus one cards. Uh, a one-one flyer. Each other playing rogue, rogues. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not playing rogues. So if each other rogue creature, blah blah blah, and then whenever <laughs> creature you control with a plus and plus one counter on it deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card. So Una's Blackguard plays rough um, because uh, <laughs> discard is that's a tough pill to swallow. So. Um, it, but hopefully it's less because you're also allowing them to draw cards. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's great. 
it's a card that I've I've put in and taken out of decks and put in uh, like again, just because I'm like, just the time of day. I'm like right. I I'm feeling this way about this card. I'm gonna keep it in. I'm feeling this way now about making my opponents discard. I'm gonna take it out. And it's just like oh. right. It's 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 one of those cards that I that toes the line for me that I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I like this or yeah. not. I don't know if I like this effect, but, uh, right. Andy, do you want to, do you want to go into other categories or you want to save that for part two? Cause I've got a card um, that helps draw cards that fits the theme, but I'm happy to hold off on that one until the next episode. Yeah. I think, uh, let's, let's wrap it up here in okay. our next episode. We'll talk about card draw. We'll talk about removal. We'll talk about all the stuff that rounds out a deck uh, the politics game, uh, and then we'll kind of narrow it back down uh, to a perfect 100. Uh, I've also got currently at yeah, and I've also got another secret category that we will Ooh. go into that really that I think will fit with Brina, or at least Andy and I will have a chat about it, and we'll decide if it does. <laughs> um, it's, I, I I think it'll be interesting. So yeah. Um, yeah, because as we stand, we are at 30 non-land cards, which is perfect for halfway. So we're halfway there. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick this back up in a couple weeks. And uh, I hope you guys stick around uh, for the rest of this Brina deck, because I'm excited for it. I want to play it, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I also want to uh, hear everybody's, uh, everybody's thoughts on the deck or suggestions for other cards. And like I said, we're, you know, don't just don't just parrot back the uh, the precon, or go mm. to EDH rec and give me all the cards on EDH rec. And yes, I appreciate that many of the cards that we've chosen here are likely already on EDH rec. But just I, I want to hear I want to hear some original ideas and some interesting thoughts as far as how you think Brina uh, Brina should go. I mean, you know, give us give us your deck give us your uh, your your suggestions for cards, and we will uh, we'll do the best we Give can. Give us with your that. primo secret tech for this one, right? And uh, we'll 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 talk about it. Yeah. Um, but that's what we got for this week uh, here at Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, I hope you have a great a great day, a great night, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you again for listening. Have have a good one. Play some magic for me, and may your fifth land be the temple. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at manaburned and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!